Hi everyone, it's Emily Schramm, Meathead Hippie. I am doing a solo podcast, uh, a shorter, oops, sorry, a shorter one, because I just really want to, one, be a total hippie and read you guys June 20th about my moon book, The First Quarter Moon, and something that really resonated with me, and it is relevant to today. And if I wait, it will no longer be relevant. And I also just want to talk about some things that are on my mind. Um, I feel very heavy. I think uh, my heart is heavy with everything going on, and especially uh, on the border. And I'm just, I, I don't even want to get into it on, in all honesty, except I feel like when I talk, I go to my lady named Shelly, who works in Denver, Lakewood, actually, and does a bunch of energy work. And it's very similar to Reiki. And if you're in Denver, seriously, there's, it was incredible. And I felt like one of the most important things she said is that, you know, your sadness or the things that you feel sometimes aren't yours to carry and understanding that, you know, when you just feel sad or low or have anxiety, we are surrounded by so much all the time, quite literally with the music and the vibrations of music that we play or the vibrations of someone's negative energy or the sounds that they're making if they're, you know, yelling or unhappy. And then you think of traffic and then you think of all these environmental pieces that kind of cloud our judgment. And I do think we come out very instinctive. We come out into this world as a kid, very intuitive and in touch. And whether it's our diet and sugar and, uh, you know, crappy foods and conventional ways of growing things, you know, it's just thing after thing after thing that I've, I really always visualize this buildup of where we lose sense of what is true. And this instinct that we have, this intuition that we have is just clouded because we you know, not because we want it to be clouded or just because we're not aware, but because there are so many things that prevent us from feeling in touch. And that's why I do think, you know, I was talking with my mom, when people fast and they almost feel the spiritual awakening or when they get into that sweat hut, you know, and they feel like they have the spiritual awakening, it's almost this unleashing, like they're just cracking through these layers that we have had for years and years and years. And I think they get more and more deep and they get more and more strong the older we get. And so it does take time to kind of chip away at layer to layer. Cutting sugar might be one way or, you know, meditation, I'm working on it, might be another way. But trying to get back to understanding what our body actually needs and what these messages that we get all the time and these feelings. But then on the flip side, you know, for me, I feel like I'm pretty in tune and there's moments where I'm not and there's moments where I'm in my own headspace and I have to bring myself back. I'm not saying I got it. Trust me, I do not got it. my shit covered. But it's so interesting because it's like sometimes you don't want to feel that much. You know, you don't want to feel this like heavy weight on your chest of fuck. <laughs> I feel everything and I just I just think it's this fine line and understanding that what you feel isn't necessarily uh, yours to carry and trying to always balance what you want to take on and what you need to take action on and what you need to understand and separate from who you are as a being. Anyway, long story, I do think we all should take this on because this is something that's so real and it's so easy to be separate from things that inflect, you know, when we see pain on the news and we see pain, you know, wherever you're seeing it, I just, it's so you know, like, wow, that's so sad, but it's, 
imagine if it, be, it was you though just because they're a different race or a different they're speaking a different language I mean that's that's legitimately the exact same feelings of what you would have if it happened to you and no matter what the situation is whether it's oh, overseas or immigration or even just some of the gay rights stuff I just it's just so ridiculous to me so anyway I feel a little bit heavy and I just couldn't fake it I couldn't put out a podcast that didn't make me talk about this. I just couldn't. So I then was starting to think about like, okay, you know, my job is to constantly put things out there, but I'm just, I want to do it in a way that is vulnerable and authentic. And I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. And I don't know if that's coming from a place of, you know, just my own issue and all the things I have on my plate, or if it's just because when you are constantly putting yourself out there and you're trying to do it in an authentic way, not a salesy way, not in a, I'm going to fix your life way, just in a way of like, this is who I am and this is what I created and this is how I can help. And I know so many of you out there can relate to this. You just have a heart of gold and you just want to be heard for what you can put out there. Like whether you're trying to monetize your business, whether you're trying to put out more blog posts, whether you're just trying to get your name out there, you are putting yourself out there and that can be such a hard place to be because you are trying to be yourself, not lose the feelings of this is who I am, but then you also have to have some protection, some sort of boundary so that when you are putting yourself out there, it doesn't be, it doesn't consume you. It doesn't take over you. It doesn't become your validation. And I just want to know, I want you to know that I see that and I feel that. And I hope that you realize that, you know, I don't have it figured out, which is why I will never, I, you know, when I talk about helping people with business, it's like, I don't know if I can. And, you know, I love direct questions about things, but I am constantly like, maybe I should put out a program to help people with their business. But it's like, I need to, create a program for this, the emotional component for empaths in business, <laughs> because that's all I know. It's like, and I don't, the issue is I don't have it figured out. There's no figuring it out. I'm so batshit crazy. It's not even funny. It's like, I just am so up and down and up and down and up and down. And I know that it has to do with the fact that my work is such an extension of who I am, which is what we talked about in the last podcast with Melanie. And so I do, I love everything that I feel like we've kind of like built up this like whole concept of women empowerment and female empowerment and trying to give you guys tools. So we had um, Irene talking about pleasure and then we had Melanie talking about goddess. And I think I just wanted to take a moment and just, even though this is a shorter podcast, just a little snippet into my life of like, oh my God, guys, I know that I'm talking about this, but I do not have it figured out. And I am so, so constantly in this place of like, yes, I have it. And then, oh my God, I have nothing. Yes, I have it. And oh my God, I have nothing. I don't know what to do. So it just, I don't, I guess I just want you to know that. And I'm working on it and it is all a work in progress. It is all such work. Let me tell you. So anyway, okay, let me tell you my hippie stuff. So I have this book called Many Moons. Um, an ambassador, Belle, is, brought this to Costa Rica on a trip that we had. And I'm obsessed with it. And we only have two more days, two more moons to talk about. And there's one more next week, so I, I will read it next week. But June 20th is the first quarter moon in Virgo. And they always have this kind of like sub line. And this is why I want to read it to you. Magic is every day. Every day is magic. 
Put your heart, mind, intellect, and soul even to your smallest acts. This is the secret of success. That's Swami Sivananda. <laughs> Fuck. Swami Sivananda. Put your heart, mind, intellect, and soul even to your smallest acts. This is the secret of success. And this made me think of something because I was like, okay, you know, we are so just floating into this, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, sometimes I have it figured out, but most of the time I don't. We just kind of feel like we're along for the ride, right? I, like an ocean, you go surfing and then you miss the wave or you're, you don't dive soon enough. And all of a sudden you're like, yep, here we go. See you in a few minutes, oxygen. And I just had this moment with like this small axe and, you know, kind of the same thing as daily habits and, you know, reading ingredients and setting your alarm and making your bed or all these little things. It's the exact same thing with everything. You know, the smallest acts are how we get in touch with ourselves again. And this was an example yesterday. I was at the gym. I'm so over any gym. Oh my God, I cannot wait for my gym to open because it's just so ridiculous. One, it's all inside. There's no fresh air. It's AC'd. It's just, I hate AC. It's just so claustrophobic. And then you're just surrounded by all these people that are just so angry and they just don't, you know, they're not there to celebrate their body. Maybe some of them are. I can't say that. That's pretty judgmental. But most of them by the look on their face and the look on their face when you try to ask them something or try to lighten the mood or make a joke. They're just one time I tried to cheer a guy on squatting and I was like, that was a great squat. What did you say? <laughs> oh, that was, that was a good squat, bro. <laughs> okay. Never going to do that again. You know, you, you, everyone's just on a defense in typical gyms and I'm so sick of it because that's not how you should work out. So I cannot wait to bring a gym to life. That's like just about people like supporting each other, but not in a way of destroying your adrenals. <laughs> will not name the method that does that, um, or I will get a cease and desist. So anyway, the point being, (laughs) I was on a squat rack. I've been doing this crazy program that Wade wrote me, and it's insane because I asked for it. I said, I want to be jacked. I want to be strong again. I feel like I'm losing my muscle, even though I'm just being crazy. I just feel like I'm so stressed that all my muscles breaking down and I was just being crazy. So I was like, I just got to get strong again. So he has me doing four days a week, four lifts a week or four lifts a workout. So it's like, for example, yesterday I did clean and jerks, three sets of three or six sets of three up to pretty heavy. Then I did squats, um, back squats. Then I did, uh, behind the neck push press. And then I did, uh, snatch deadlifts. So kind of like four different things. I don't think that was actually the workout, but I basically think of four different lifts. So I'm there at the platform for a really long time. When you lift, you have to take two to three minutes of rest in between. That That is scientifically how your body recovers. If you're doing supersets, so say I do like bent over rows and pull-ups. So two back-to-back movements of pull-ups and bent over rows, same muscle groups, similar muscle groups. Supersets are different because you're kind of changing things a little bit, um, but you're still working that same body part. So you can also do it with antagonist body parts so that where they don't compete for the same fuel source. But say, for example, bent over rows to pull-ups, you know that those pull-ups are going to get really, really hard. And that's the point because if you did pull-ups fresh versus pull-ups after bent over rows, um, then you're 
you know, it's just a different type of workout. You're letting your body recover. You're getting full sets in. This is a different concept of let's get you your heart rate up and let's get you to failure. And anyway, the point being when you're doing heavy compound lifts like clean and jerk or squats or any of those things, if you are really going heavy to your maximum capacity, you have to rest anywhere from three. I said two to three minutes. I try to do it at three because if I wait any longer, I start getting scowls and that's fine because there's only three platforms at this gym. And this guy, I mean, I wasn't even there that long. All the platforms were taken and I just could see it. Like, you know, when you can see it, it's like a rain cloud on someone's head and it's just that he's having a thunderstorm day. Not the thunderstorm that Emily likes, not the car wash thunderstorm, like a thunderstorm day. The cloud is just on his head and you can see it, his whole body language. He's slumped over. He's looking, you know, over. Is someone done yet? And, I, you know, I'm not even close to being done. I had just started my first lift. And at first I looked at him. I was like, oh, God, what a, what a dick. You know, he doesn't even know any of us, our stories. We're lifting. We might have just gotten here. But all he sees is that that platform's taken and it's going to ruin his day. And I literally thought, I hope it ruins his day. I hope that he, you know, like F him. Like, ugh, I hate people like that. They're just so angry, right? And I was like, hold up, Emily. So I did a lift. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I am now that angry person. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, I get it. But constantly, instead of saying, you know, be, imagine somebody else and if they're having a bad day or, you know, try to see happiness in all these moments. I decided that's all bullshit. I mean, it's not all bullshit, but really it's all bullshit because we can tell ourselves to be happy and be grateful until we're blue in the face. But the only way for us to truly feel happiness, in my opinion, and this maybe is just for me, is to see it switch for somebody else. You take yourself out of the equation and you say, okay, if I can't figure out how to make myself happy or how to get in a good place or understand all these emotions, what I can do is if I see somebody struggling, I can help them. And in turn, you, you just feel so much better. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, uh, what, what's your lift today? And he's like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just squatting. And it, you know, just kind of like ignored me and Anyway, I was like, I, I, okay, well, that's great. You, do you want to come share a platform? And he just was so shocked. And I just remember being like, that would have made my day. If I was waiting for a platform and somebody was using that back half of the platform and the squat rack was free and then they came up to me and said, would you like to use it? That would have literally made my day. Because one, I'm a meathead. And two, because there's nothing worse than waiting for a platform. So I just said you know, let me try to switch it. And I did. And I just felt so good about it. And I know he was so grateful and happy. And I turned, I completely turned his day around. And who knows, maybe, you know, it's just, this is a stupid example. But when I read this last night, put your heart, mind, intellect, and soul, even to your smallest acts, this is the secret of success. I'm not talking about success with business or in whatever it is, social media, whatever it is, because that's all people are talking about. I'm talking about success with what do you define a success? And for me, it's that I just feel, it's a certain feeling. It's like, 
I can relax. I can breathe. I feel good. I feel proud. I think it's more of a pride thing. And when you switch, flip the script and just somehow, if you can't figure it out and you can't nail it down, then just keep putting it back to other people. You see someone having a bad day, help them out, open the door, help somebody carry out their groceries. Uh, I'm trying to think of, there was something I did. I was in Starbucks and this guy was such a dick behind me. And this was a while ago because I don't go to Starbucks anymore, but he just was honking and honking. And I was like, bro, we're not going anywhere. We're in the drive-thru at Starbucks. You got to calm down. And I just started reacting. I'm such a reactor. I'm a dragon. I see, I swear this is like, I'm a hummingbird. Yay. And then I'm a effing dragon. That's my second spirit animal. And I went up to the lady and I was like, this guy behind me at the drive-thru is such a dick. Oh my God. And I just, ah, I had to tell somebody. And I said, I'm going to pay for his stuff. <laughs> she said, what? Uh, okay. And I did. And he, I, you know, I drove away. He chased me down, pulled my car over, just kind of like flashing the lights, flashing the lights, pulled my car, car over. I was kind of nervous. And he just rolled his window down. He goes, thank you so much. And that was it. And I, that's all I needed. I needed to know that something I did made an impact. And I know that my empaths will relate to this. Um, but I hope everyone relates to this because when you see things that go, are going on in the world and we're so far away from them and we feel them and we feel sad about them and we don't know what to do with them, I think that what I'm just saying is the tiniest little acts are all that matter. And if you can put yourself in a good place, that's wonderful. But so honestly, I don't know how to put myself in a good place. I'm, again, batshit crazy. And I'm like, what should I do? What should I do? What supplement should I take? And I have to constantly say, nope, that's not the answer. You have to get out of your body and do it for somebody else. That is the only way that I know how to live my life in a place of contentment. And that's why I'm constantly putting out these things, the Body Awareness Project, the challenge. I mean, it is because it's that's my giving. That's my gift. And I feel like, if I don't give my gifts, then I am nothing. And so I am making a, a vow to do that every single day. Um, a random act of kindness to somebody. And I hope that you guys are able to do that today. And I hope you feel the feelings that come with that. And if you do feel the feelings, please tell me. Okay, so I'm going to finish with reading this because this is a very long one. But again, this is a short podcast. And I just want you guys to jump into my hippie world. And then I'm going to finish and we'll be back to normal for Meathead Hippie next week. This Wednesday, our moon rises first quarter in the middle of the night above our sleeping bodies. Today, we are eight days away from our June full moon. Tomorrow, we celebrate the solstice, a day shot through with the plentiful gold warming rays of the sun. Spend time letting the sun rays warm your smiling cheeks. Honor all the growth that has occurred since the winter. Charge your action-oriented crystals. I don't get into crystals. If you guys are into crystals, send me some stuff. Carnelian, pyrite, orange calcite, lemon quartz. In the rays of the sun to charge your, charge your quartz. <laughs> I just wish I could get down with quartz. I just can't. Make iced sun tea with orange blossoms and basil. Drink it over the next few days while you make a list of all that you are so far and everything that has helped you get there. 
There is still time to plant seeds. Gardeners can plant basil, sage, chives, corn, melons, sunflowers. There's so much time for play. We can experiment with infusing more of our day-to-day activities with play. Taking play and fun seriously in this oftentimes dark world is important. Making laughter and silliness a non-negotiable is an integral part of resistance and resistance work. When is the last time you stared into a friend's eyes until you both laughed uncontrollably? When did you last make time for shaking it out, dancing like a three-year-old, playing hide-and-seek with your dog or your kid or your friend's kid or your girlfriend? At this time, just one week to the culmination of the full moon, we can think about how we plant our intentions with our actions, down to the way our desktop is organized, to routines of moisturizing and hydration, to bigger goals of changing careers, activating the collective, or creating a body of work that will live on long past your short, flashing lifetime. Remember, it all starts with nailing one nail with one hammer into one piece of wood. Think about what small actions you can begin making towards your new moon intention or intentions. Think about how they can manifest in small ways throughout your day as sugar cube-sized reminders of what you are tending to and pollinating. Our craft need not be sweepingly dramatic, overloaded with expensive anthems and rare crystals, although that's certainly fine if it's your impulse. It is very wonderful and powerful to take and make your magic within the everyday, to be an everyday witch. Like the magician card, everything we need to make magic is already inside us. We have our breath, our words, our mind, our center, our actions, our intuition, our passion, our creativity, and individuality. We can imagine our experiences of life as a fertile soil to infuse our practice with magic, connection, and intention. We pollinate our everyday with our dreams through practice and repetition. Make magic every day. Greet the day with a thanks before your feet hit the ground. Promise yourself you will spend one moment smiling, one moment connecting to yourself, and at least one moment in gratitude. Enchant your morning coffee or Earl Grey tea. As you spoon honey or oat milk into it, bless it. Acknowledge all the sweetness and sustenance in your life. Bring the wafting mug of steam to your face and ask for rejuvenation and inspiration. Make magic every day. Make magic every day. Imagine as the water from the shower head hits your body, it washes anything unwanted from yesterday. All the yuck goes down the drain. The water from your shower then becomes a rainbow stream, lighting you up with inspiration and energy. Draw a word, draw a rune in your steaming bathroom mirror. Look at it until it glows, an active emblem of protection and peace. Know the symbol is hidden in plain sight, a reminder of what you wish to embody. Make magic every day. Make magic every day. Slip on your protective jewelry. Ground and protect your energy before you leave the house. Spend a minute breathing up and down your body from your head to your feet. Your red lipstick, both a lusty promise to Venus and an accentuator of your bright words. Your eyeshadow, a nod to your grandmother's liquid wings. Can your necklace be a pendulum? That crystal in your pocket, a reminder to your intentions, make magic every day. Make magic every day. Make, thank your ancestors, your angels as you move in the world. Put your goals, the few things that your higher self wants to do first, before giving away your energy to others' urgent requests. Make decisions with the most information you can receive. Ask yourself, is this going to aid my higher self and my higher vision?
Is this decision lined with stars or a paper bag with a leaky bottom? Make magic every day. Make magic every day. What are you putting inside your body and where did it come from? Are your vegetables local or at least seasonal? Let salt serve as a purification. Add rosemary to your potatoes to aid your embodiment. When you eat, remind yourself of your abundance. Unplug items when not in use, conserving energy. Use that as a reminder to conserve your energy. Your energy is magic. Make magic every day. Draw hearts on your dollar bills. Paint your pennies pink. Write the amount you wish to make this month on a small piece of paper that sits in your wallet. Donate a portion of your money to organizations that do good. Know that as you make more, you get to give away more. Be abundant, generous with your praise, your skills, your vulnerability, your time, your talents. Make magic every day. Practice loving yourself. Rest your eyelids against rose quartz. Relax into the state of being, the gift of enjoying. Wrap your body around a tree. Remember that there is nothing wrong with you. Know you are exactly where you need to be. Affirm you can change your surroundings, your choices, your journey at any time. Give yourself what you need most, a dance party, a cup of strawberries, an afternoon in a park with a book. Sink into yourself, reaching back towards your inner high priestess. Turn off all the lights, light two candles, let yourself weep, hug yourself, pull a tarot card, make it your screensaver for the next week. Make magic every day. Think carefully how you craft your letters, your language, the messages you consume, what you tell yourself on the daily. Is it inspirational? Is it truthful? Is it a shining testament to your personal truth, your computer passwords, your email address, the lyrics you listen to, the texts you send? May they embody your intent for the present and the future. May they, de- may they describe how you wish to be described by others. Make magic every day. Listen to bird songs as you meditate. Rub mugwort oil on your temples after you slip into your pajamas. Read poetry aloud to your loved ones just before you slip into dream time. Slip lavender under your pillow. Ask your dreams to work out. <laughs> Ask your dreams to work out the frown in your forehead. Ask your dreams to deliver your messages. Ask your dreams to solidify calm. Thank your body, your ancestors, your angels for another day just as you slip into bed. Make magic every day. And I want you guys this week, uh, today, if you can, write down all the ways that you are magic. Write some ways you can unfold your magic into your everyday And say, what am I manifesting into my actions and intentions? (sighs) This is a weird podcast. I hope you guys (laughs) like that. But that spoke to me so strong. I'm going to, I mean, that's my thing. I'm going to say that every day. Make magic every day. The smallest things, the biggest things, whatever it is. If you can just be in in alignment with that magic. And if we don't know how to do it. Do those things that I just said. Listen to this podcast. Replay it. Every single thing is magic. The steam on your tea and the way that you look at yourself in the mirror. (sighs) Happy Wednesday. I'll see you guys next week.